You are listening to the Reality Steve podcast with your host, Reality Steve. He's got all the latest info and behind the scenes juice on Ari's upcoming season of The Bachelor and interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. Now, here's Reality Steve. Welcome to podcast number 59. I am your host, Reality Steve. Thank you all for tuning in. I know we had kind of a serious podcast last time, last week with Sydney and Brittany. Obviously, a lot of reaction to that on social media, personally, other people talking about it. I get it. I knew it was going to be kind of a big deal, and I knew people would react a certain way, and both girls knew that that was going to be the case, and we move on. Uh, We're going to have a little more fun this week. Um, because I wanted to lighten things up a little bit after last week. It was pretty heavy. and But we will be doing stuff like that in the future. At least I, I plan to um, in, in terms of getting people to speak out about things. Uh, some There's uh, somebody we have lined up probably in February or March that's going to come on and um, who has been in the news. Uh, not Bachelor related, but uh, has been in the news for a few years now and she's got a very very interesting story and I think everyone should hear it you might be somewhat aware of the case but I think to hear her talk about it is going to be pretty fascinating and I'm it's one of the more one of the most important interviews I think I'll ever do and one I'm looking forward to probably the most so that'll be coming up in February or March we don't know when we're going to do it we have to See how some certain things play out. So uh, I don't want to tease it yet. Obviously, I don't want to jinx it, but uh, I'm I'm looking forward to it, and, and I hope you are because I think it's I think it's an important interview to hear, and I think what she has to say, what she's been through, uh, is very important as well. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, other than that, uh, if you could rate, subscribe, and review this podcast in Apple Podcast, that would be great because you know we it's the industry of podcasting is kind of changing. There have been things that have been happening behind the scenes that I'm not going to bore you with, but those really are now coming to the forefront about, um, likes, not even considered likes, but just reviews, uh, and rating it on Apple podcasts, subscribing. It, it, it just helps, you know, I'm not going to, like I said, I'm not going to bore you with a lot of the details behind it, but uh, it's why I say it every podcast. It, it helps my podcast. Trust me. And I think you're allowed to rate and subscribe and well, once you subscribe once, you don't need to keep subscribing, but rating, I think you can just go in and hit five stars whenever you feel like it, I think. Um, but uh, if you could rate, subscribe and review an Apple podcasts, uh, that would be great. So without any further ado, Let's get going. Good news this week, at least for you listeners, we have no advertisers. So this podcast will go straight through from beginning to end, and I hope you enjoy it. All right, let's get to our guest. She is the managing editor at TheRinger.com, and she is the host of the Bachelor Party podcast. She is Juliet Littman. Juliet, how are you? Hello. I'm good, thanks. How are you? I'm good. Uh, First question, I think... I already know the answer to, but I have to ask anyway. Are we going spoiled or unspoiled this season? Unspoiled. Unspoiled, of course. Um, is there anything that you know about this season other than um, Ari's our no. bachelor? Like, no, I I know like very little actually. Um, like shocking little, little, like maybe the least I've ever known. <laughs> and I think it's because he, <laughs> I think it's because he's like outside of the usual circle. Like he's not. He's not, like, fresh off of paradise. He's not, like, you know, he hasn't really been in the mix. No, he hasn't. We are five years removed from the last time we ever saw Ari on our television sets outside of ABC re-releasing Emily's season on Hulu and then running it on Sunday during NFL football, his finale on uh, The Bachelorette from Emily's season, which was interesting counter-programming, to say the least. Um do you think there's is there anything I should know that's like not super spoilery, but like oh this like actually that's not true. I know I know the Becca stuff. I know that Becca her her age becomes a plot point, so obviously she doesn't win. Yeah. Um. Do you know her so age? That's kind of it. There, she's 
22. Yeah, which is really which is really interesting because they're making this big deal out of Becca's age that she's, you know, they haven't released it, but it was out there months ago when I confirmed her as a contestant that she was 22 and then I said, "Well, the reason they're not showing her on the cryon is because it's part of her storyline that she doesn't tell Ari her age until later on in the process." However, it's not like she's 22 and the next youngest is 26. Like, Mikel's 23. What's the – is there really that much of a yeah. difference between a 22 and a 23-year-old? I don't I don't think so. Like, I, I, think the differ, I think the difference is that Becca seems um, mature. So I think it's, like, more of a – it'll be a surprise. Like, I think you wouldn't be like, oh, Becca, she's the youngest contestant in Bachelor history. Oh, okay. I guess I didn't look at it that way. I mean, I, I mean, she seems – she comes across – she's definitely different. I know that. She's kind of – yeah hippie she got the hippie vibe going there there's some things about her um just hygienically that weren't um up to par well like her haircut no not even no no, i'm not talking about the pixie cut i'm not not even talking about that just talking about other stuff that is i I think it's going to be a storyline later on this season i i don't know if it gets mentioned publicly by the other girls maybe they start talking about it i don't know but she um what is it it's just hygienic stuff about um she does not wear bras. She doesn't own. Oh, she doesn't own hygienic. bras. Well, the, the other one okay. was she doesn't um, shave her armpits either. Oh, yeah. Okay. So she's kind of like a hippie chick. You saw in her intro video, she you know doing the rock climbing thing. Like this is not somebody that when you always look over the cast of twenty five women, very few rock climbers in the past, like people that do that sure. as, for fun, you know. But. Sure. Um, Okay, so the one bar's thing- so low though. Yeah. Like the bar is just so is so low for like being different because they're all so similar. <laughs> I do want I, I do want to talk about Ari in general. In that you kind of brought it up, the fact that you know this guy's been off the radar and has been on TV in five years. Are you what What was your whole take going back to September when he was named? What was your initial thought? My initial thought was like that's weird, but I'm into it. And I think I still am into it. Okay. But he was definitely not a good opening night bachelor. Were you, would you have rather seen Peter over Ari? No, I would not have. I'm Uh, sick of the cycle of um, don't make it, get Instagram famous, become the bachelor. I'm I'm, I'm over Instagram fame taking over the show. So I'm happy. I'm happy that they're like kind of resetting a little bit. And I think you could really see that in the, in the premiere. It was like kind of like a, a reset for the show, um, really breaking out of the cycle that we're used to, and you know a lot of the tropes were still there. But like this is definitely a noticeably different batch of women, um, and uh, it's just a little bit. It has a little bit different feeling to it. Are you someone that's in the camp of I don't want to see recycled leads? I'd love for them to cast someone that wasn't on the previous season. Um. Not necessarily. I get okay. why they do it because, like, you're yeah. invested. But I do think, like, it would be cool to do, like, a quasi-celebrity or, you know, I've always wanted an athlete. Yeah. I also think, like, they should go back into the well. Like, why Like why not? I thought, I, like, I supported them doing Brad Womack twice. Like, I thought that was smart. Mm-hmm. Well, I think I think so, with Ari, it was it was weird that they that they chose somebody who, as you mentioned earlier, had no momentum. Like if he was fresh off paradise, even though he wasn't on the previous season, even though he wasn't on Rachel's season, it would have made sense. Like Nick last year, although it was kind of a surprise for people, Nick was just fresh off paradise and hell when they announced him, he was still in a relationship yeah. quote unquote with, with, with Jen on paradise. And so they gave away the fact yeah. that they obviously didn't last. So it was just really bizarre. And I thought, okay, when when talks broke down with Peter, like for whatever reason, it just didn't happen and they couldn't get Peter to do it because that's who they wanted. I mean, let's be fair. I mean, regardless of if you liked him or not, that's who I think most of America, knowing the formula of this show of, okay, we're going to get somebody off the previous season because he's got a built-in storyline. Who had a better built-in storyline than Peter Krause from last season? Like he has yeah, some crazies right. out there. So it was set to be him. It wasn't. And they turned their attention, <clears throat> excuse me, in another – they. They turned their attention somewhere else, and I thought, okay, well, if they went with, like, Eric or Dean, like, that wouldn't have been a splash. And I think they went with Ari for splash purposes. Like, oh, wow, okay, this is kind of a surprise and out of left field, and people are either going to dig it or they're not. And, you know, we saw, you know, we saw the, 
I don't know, maybe everybody did or didn't see the the ratings for the first night. I, I don't want to pin it all on the fact that it was Ari and nobody knows who he is. And he hasn't been on in five years. And when you go up against the Rose Bowl and the Sugar Bowl, uh, it hurts. It's going to hurt your yeah, ratings. on New Year's Day. On New Year's Day, which was, I thought, bizarre. When, you know, because I know this show films, I mean, they're um, – their first episode is always the first Monday in January. So when I looked ahead back in September, I was like, wow, oh, the first Monday in January is January 1st this year, and they're, they've got the two bowl games, the college football semifinals. There's no way they'll start on the first this year. They're probably starting on the 8th. And then when they announced the first, I was like, oh, boy. And now next week they're going to yeah. go up against the national championship. So yeah. ratings will be low again. You know, it, Do you think it's because um, of winter games they have to like stay on the schedule? Well, when I looked at it, I – I noticed that if you start on the first and you run one episode every Monday, it's going to end where it usually ends on March 12th. Right. So I was like, okay, well, I guess this is why. I mean, if they started on the 8th, they would have had to do one of those double ups, you know, do a Monday, Tuesday like they have in the past because they would have need to fit in 11 episodes in a 10 week frame because they always basically finish the second Monday in March, which is the 12th this year. So. I guess starting on the first, they just are going to take their lumps for the first two weeks going up against college football. Because in the past, the first episode has always done fine because it hasn't competed against college football. The second episode for the last five years has always gone up against the national championship game. So, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's always been up against the national championship game. So now they're basically stuck with two episodes going up against it. And then winter games, from what we hear, is just a two-week run. And it's going to air twice right. a week, so it's going to be kind of overkill, I would say. Bachelor Monday, Winter Games Tuesday, Winter Games Thursday. Like, okay, enough Bachelor people. Like, I think it might be a bit of overkill, but we'll see. I mean, I don't really get it. I don't. I've heard rumors of why they're even doing Winter Games, and it goes back to what are the rumors? Well, that that the only reason it came about was because they literally thought there wasn't going to be a Bachelor in Paradise last summer, and it got canceled, and they were set to be canceled, and they weren't going to air. And then the logistics came true, and they got everything worked out, and they were able to go back to the same location and do what they did. But, um, yeah, I I heard it. Like, Winter Games became an idea once Bachelor in Paradise shut down because they were like, oh, crap, we need to get a show in. But, you know, they ended up getting Paradise and Winter Games, so who knows? I doubt it's going to be a, a, an annual show every year. I think it looks like something right. that's going to be every four years. I mean – Honestly, could you name? I think it's one, smart. Could, I like it. Could you name I, one person from? Could, but could you name one person from Bachelor, from any other Bachelor franchise? Like, why do people in the U.S. care about someone from Bachelor China? I don't get it. Is, is that what it is? They're, yeah. they're having people from. Oh, I didn't know that. That's yeah, cool. no, it's, it's. I like it. It's U.S. contestants against international contestants who were on versions of the show, kind of like what Challenge is doing now bringing in people from other shows outside of the MTV world right. with Big Brother and X on the Beach and, uh, you know, what they're doing with those Josh shows. Murray. Yeah, Josh Murray coming on Champs vs. Stars. Yeah, I mean, stuff like that. But, yeah, that's what Winter Games is. It's 11 U.S. contestants against contestants from Bachelor Canada, Bachelor Germany, Bachelor Sweden, Bachelor China. Yeah, it's, it's U.S. versus international team so um i think it's smart because then it, it opens up the pool for paradise going forward <laughs> see this is i mean this is a whole other discussion but it sure is interesting because i know you're a challenge fan i'm a huge challenge fan do you like the fact that we are getting first off i don't want to spoil anything have you watched last night's challenge or no the first no episode. i haven't but oh. I, I heard about it okay so yeah they are including it they're going outside of the real world family and the are you the one family they're getting people from uh, international contestants, just even though you haven't seen the episode, does it appeal to, do you like that? Or do you want, well, I want to stick with our, with our base that we know. I want the real world and are you the one people? I think with the challenge, I was not into it. I'm not into it, but with the bachelor, I, it's like a little bit less like pure. So I'm, I, I could, I okay. Can adjust. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's fine. Um, Talking about, I want to talk about your bachelor party podcast for a, a second. Sure. You, you launched this week. I per you well, no, that was going to say I purposely didn't listen yesterday because I didn't want to go into this podcast already knowing your opinions on the first episode. I didn't want to, because I kind of okay. want to go over it with you. Cool. I, I know you had Ben on because um, he's your favorite, yep. and um, that's my favorite. <laughs> uh, Ben's podcast this week kind of 
him and Ashley's podcast this week kind of struck a nerve with me. I'd rather not. I'm not a big fan of his right now, but whatever. It is what it is. Um, he, okay. when you talk about Monday's episode, okay. So first impressions on Monday's episode. Obviously, you've already said you weren't a fan of Ari in terms of you just thought his first episode appearance was pretty boring, right? Mm-hmm. Um. Let's start with the intro videos. We're not going to go over all of them, but when you sure. saw the intro videos of the nine girls who got them, which ones stuck out? Which ones were you like, huh, interesting, or, God, go away? My favorite was Caroline, because she said that she grew up around cars, which is insane, because everyone has grown up around cars, <laughs> unless you're, like, from a village. <laughs> um, so I really enjoyed that. Uh I also was into Becca, like, right away, and I also liked the girl who was into taxidermy. I was like, yeah, cool. Let's do it. Let's get weird. And also, like, just obviously right away, like, no one had a bullshit job. Let's see. Professional photographer. We had a nurse. We had the real, Caroline the realtor. Kendall. Well, Kendall didn't say her job, but uh, she works in the entertainment industry in L.A. Um, Becca, nanny. Marique was uh, food... Uh, Owned a restaurant with yeah, her mother. Indian, Indian restaurant. Indian restaurant. Yeah. Crystal was the health and fitness coach. Okay. Uh, so Becca, who was it? Be- who did you say stuck out? Becca, Caroline, and Kendall. Um, you Kendall. Okay. I think, yeah. What, what do we I think? Also thought, I also thought Crystal stuck out, but I wouldn't say for a positive reason. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, what about her intro video did stuck out to you that wasn't positive? I just thought she seemed, she just seemed um, delicate to me. So I worry about her happiness on the show. <laughs> It's a, it's a good uh, it's a good prediction. Um, I wouldn't say that you're far off on that. Uh, what about Tia Raven 2.0? What do we think of Tia? Love Tia. She's my pick for Bachelorette. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, it's. I mean, maybe, maybe. I not. think people are going to really like her. I think she'll be a fan favorite. Yeah. I mean, she's literally a Raven clone. Like it. Like they sound yeah. alike. The hell, they even kind of look alike. Uh, you know. I think she kind of looks like JoJo, actually. Oh uh, yeah, I could see that. No, she kind of does. Um, I, I think, you know, without obviously spoiling anything, we we kind of know we're 22 seasons into The Bachelor. Like, we kind of know now, even if you know nothing about spoilers, you can kind of figure out by watching the first episode in terms of camera time, in terms of the music playing in the background for certain people, like, you kind of know who's going to last far on this show. So if I had to give you a guess, and I'm not going to, Confirm or deny, because you don't want to be spoiled. Your top four, or who do you think his top four are based on what you saw in the first episode? Um, I think Tia, definitely. Okay. Um, I don't think that Chelsea will be top four, but I think she'll be, like, make it to, like, six or seven. Okay. Um, Chelsea is, like, just, like, Olivia Redux. <laughs> um, Very similar. You, yeah. um, who else is going to go far? Um, I don't know. I honestly, I didn't get like a great feel. I really didn't. I just thought it was kind of like a, the episode was like a little bit off. It was just a lot of Chelsea. So yeah. Well, once the cocktail parted, it was once the cocktail party started, it was the Chelsea show. Cause that's literally all they yeah. focused on. It was, it was really bizarre. And we I, never, we, we didn't get your annual or stereotypical drunk My bio girl. breakdown. No, well, we didn't get that, yeah. but I'm talking the first night, we didn't get the, like, overly drunk girl who was making an ass of herself. Like, we never even got that yeah. this year. It was really pretty, I mean, it's, you know, this first episode, there's only so much you can do on that first episode because it's, let's introduce the lead. There's so many women. Yeah, let's introduce the lead, let's do intro videos, let's do 29 limo entrances, and then the cocktail party starts and a rose ceremony. Like, there's only so much you can do in that first episode as a production team and so what they do is, you know, have weird introductions that people will be talking about the next day and then whatever seems to happen at the cocktail party. But outside of a couple interruptions, what was the drama at the cocktail party? I didn't have any. Did yeah, you? I, just felt like they, I felt like they were protecting. Maybe it wasn't a lot of drama, but it also just felt like they set it up so they were kind of were protecting the women more than we're used to. It's certainly a possibility because I thought the first episode, that, like yourself, was rather boring and was kind of... It just didn't. It just didn't have the oomph that some of the past ones have had. What about li- when you saw limo entrances? Where were you at with some of those? Um, I think Tia Tia had the best limo intra, uh, oh, the limo en- entrance. 
yeah, that was really good. And I, I said this to Ben. It reminded me of Caitlin um, and her uh, being, like, overly sexual in her intro. I'm like, that yeah. served her well. She, so I thought that was good. Um, I thought the proposal, who's that? what was that girl's name? Becca? Yeah, I Becca, thought that yeah. that was that was bold. That yes. like um, having him go down on one knee. That's either like make or break. So that caught my eye. Mm-hmm. And who else was those were good? They were they were pretty like um, not interesting. A lot of girls forgetting their names, which is like such a, it's like that's like a cliche to say their name. Such a cliche at this point. Yeah. Um, I don't. And it was just like a lot of Ari just like staring at them, turning away, and then like starting over. Yeah, it's yeah. A lot of them when he when they walked away him turning and making a comment like, wow, she's beautiful or wow, this is going to be fun or something yeah. like that. He made a lot of comments more so than we've seen in the past uh, from others. There was, uh, you had the four Laurens, which neither of them did anything spectacular. It's just yeah. that they, they introduced them four in a row and four, four Laurens, but like no Lauren activity. No, nothing. I mean, there were no Laurens that really did anything of note the whole night, let alone on their yeah. limo entrance. We had um, Pixie Becca came in on her classic car, which was, you know, yeah. we knew. And then Mikel came in last with the Indy car, even though Ari hasn't raced Indy cars in years. Like he does, <laughs> he does truck racing now and that stuff and like the monster things, not Indy racing. So, I, I this this shoving down our throats that this guy's an indie racer and, and it's like come on now he's not an indie racer he hasn't he hasn't really done that in a while um so cocktail party starts and it immediately becomes the Chelsea show immediately yeah we, we know that was unfortunate we, that was just like not fun yeah it, but we know like every season there's the girl that is always clamoring for time and whatnot and, and we've seen it every season and you know you've spoken to enough contestants and heard the stories about how basically production is the people behind telling people to interrupt and stuff like that you've actually attended a night one which season did you go to again i went to chris old and ben higgins i think those were the two okay those were yeah. the two okay so what was the biggest takeaway from being at that first night of filming something the audience just can't comprehend by watching it at home there's just so many people around. Like there's, it's not private at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's like a lot of people who come to watch and it's like, a, it's like a party. Like everyone's like excited because it's the first night, but it's not like there's like intimate spaces and it's all, you know, it's TV, it's a TV show. So it's all very, um, it's plotted and very specific. And I just think the main thing is like how many people come to watch is like kind of surprising. So when you're there and you and and you went to watch that first night on Chris season, Chris's season and and Ben Higgins season, when the cocktail party had started, it's not like you were sitting in a control room. You were in the mansion, just in the background yeah. behind a you camera. Can, or yeah, you, as long as you stay out of the camera's way, you can go into the mansion. And there's a lot more people than just you that were there. Just a lot of people just kind totally. of hanging out. Well, that's, yeah, that is kind and of like weird. The kitchen is filled with food, and there's like makeup touch-up people. And yeah, I, I've never stayed really late. Like you could, I could stay for the whole thing, but like, you know, it goes till seven or 8am yeah. and I usually, I've like left at like midnight or one, I think when I've gone, um, it's a really long, long night and there's a lot of people and like the product, the production crew is like in pajamas cause they know they're like staying up all night and yeah. it's a lot like, like I can't imagine what it's like to be there and like taking it seriously either on the crew or as one of the contestants because it's just like sensory overload and you it's like you're drinking and then you get really tired. I would, I, I would definitely fall asleep. I actually don't know how, how they stay up all night. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I've, especially if I'm drinking. Yeah. Cause that's just going to make you more tired. But, and we, and yeah. we know the first night lasts until the wee hours of the morning. They even like, this was the first season that they really. Kinda, it was bright out. Kind of focused on it and made sure everybody knew like, Hey, here are the women walking into the final rose ceremony room, but we're going to take a totally. shot of the outside of the exterior, and it's like bright. <laughs> um, yeah, it was a lot. One thing that I don't know if you know this, and but it's it's public knowledge. So, and it brings me to my topic that I wanted to talk to you about because we saw it on Ben Higgins season, and I know you probably have uh, an opinion on this, and Ben's had an opinion on this. Is the fact that Ari has said publicly, he said it again on Kimmel last night. He has said it in his preseason interview that he fell in love with two women this season. 
Like he's new. He's repeating it over and over and over again, which is quite interesting to me, um, knowing what the spoiler is. So talking to you about it and kind of asking you, let's let's first start with Ben. You've had numerous conversations with Ben. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember I remember listening, but I can't remember his answer. What has he said about the fact that he told Lauren and Jojo that he both, not that he was falling in love with them, but that he loved both of them? You know, I don't really remember either. Um, Ben's such like a considerate person. The thing, like knowing Ben, like I, I don't think that he would have wanted that to be like, a storyline in the media beforehand. Cause he just like is a very like considerate and nice person. Mm-hmm. And that sucks for whoever, whoever uh, Ari ends up with, like to have that, that's like, she's going to be asked about that forever. And like, that's going to dog them. And like, you know, not to, not to be like so naive to like think this is real, but like, let's say like they did act like, you know, let's say it's like a Sean Lowe situation. They did actually like really fall for each other mm-hmm. to have that hanging over your relationship. Like really sucks. It, it, it to me just actually makes Ari seem um, really like not genuine because if he actually cared about the relationship he ended up with, then I think he would want, he wouldn't want to play that up so much. I agree. And when Ben said it to both girls, like, yeah, that sucked. And that's probably something he probably, I, I got to imagine he regrets saying it because mm-hmm. we haven't heard Lauren talk much um, about their relationship publicly. Uh, ben obviously has a podcast now and he's been asked about it on a few occasions in interviews and, and whatnot. But I do remember reading an interview or maybe it was touched on on their show where she said, even though he knew, I think he had had informed her before the finale or whenever he said it to Jojo, like, Hey, just know it's coming. And she always, yeah, I mean, you have to. Yeah. And she always, I think always had, uh, felt uncomfortable with the whole situation. If I remember correctly. Of course. And why wouldn't she, you know? Um, but here's my thing with, with this show. Do you, I talked about this on my podcast with Charlene. Do you think it is possible to fall in as the lead? Do you think it's possible for someone to truly fall in love with two different people on this show? I think it's probably too short of a time to like really one way or the other fall for someone. I think it probably could lead to something that's really very real and meaningful, but given how little time they actually spend together, it seems pretty unlikely that it could be like a full, full, full blown love. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> I do think it's possible. It like sets the groundwork for a meaningful relationship. You never know how you're going to meet people. So, yeah, I mean, I have no, of course. I mean, you've talked to enough couples and you just hear the stories through the franchise. Even the couples that are married are basically saying like, this was just somebody that at the end of this journey, this was the one that I wanted to continue seeing. It's not yeah. love. It's not, it's more lust than anything, but. And that's totally reasonable. Yeah. And so my thing is kind of like what Ben said. And it just, it's the show aspect that, and it's kind of why I make fun of this show so much because that aspect of Ben telling two women at the end of, eight weeks of filming where he spent maybe three days total with each of them. If you add up all of his time together that you you're not in love, but on the flip side, I know they have a television show to produce and Ben saying at the end of the season, I really like you. Let's continue dating is not compelling television either. So it's sure it's, it's a happy medium. Like what do you do? Because 20 of the last 21 seasons have now ended in an engagement. Like, that's what they're doing. The show says, basically, they're not going to force you to do anything, but they're highly suggesting, like, look, this is what we want. You kind of have to play the game. And right. does it bother you that they make them do that? No. I mean, it's all so, so much of it is, like, is staged. And, you know, I think you just sort of accept, like, you're getting a version of, re- you're getting a version of reality where, like, these people are doing and saying crazy shit, but it's not, like, everything is, is like a beautiful fantasy. You know, it's like, it's, it's like the same as a challenge. Like, it's like, they talk about everything, like what's like, what's real in show versus real life. And I think that's just like, that's reality TV at this point. Yeah. And I think that with this show, there's so much now we know that there's every single one of these contestants that goes on knows the predecessors knows yeah. what they see on Instagram and what the possibilities are of, Hey, I'm going to go on this show and, chances are 
I'm probably not going to get engaged, but it's going to open up opportunities, whether it's shilling on Instagram or possibly being on another show, whether it's Winter Games or Bachelor in Paradise. Or now, you know, now you can possibly, just by going on The Bachelor or Bachelorette, you can end up on an MTV show with, right. you know, not, not only... Yeah, your, it's like it's an entree to something bigger. Yeah, and it just, to me, that makes the whole thing insincere almost like i I, I basically Mm -hmm. i have a hard time believing anything any of these people say on television because they need to come across a certain way because they want to build their brand and i'm not against building brands we all build brands but they do it less they do it um or try to do it less subtly like they're trying to pretend like they're really there for that and you know they're kind of not i don't know i mean it's the way i look at it I don't. It's hard to believe anything that I see on the show anymore. That's the problem. As when I watch the right. challenge, like regardless of what drama is going on in and out of the house on the challenge, the bottom line is you still have to compete and and win and throw somebody in and whatever the case may be. So, um, I, I think it's just a weird dynamic that this show has come into because social media has literally taken over these people's lives and for some for good. And some for bad. Like, are are there anybody in the franchise right now that you cannot stand? Like, you're getting sick of, like, okay, I'm sick of it. Like, uh, like from previous seasons? Yeah, from previous seasons. Yeah, not any of these girls, because you're not sick of them um, yet. You will be, I'm sure, at some point, <laughs> once they start sh- <laughs> once they start shilling product. So I don't follow a lot of them. I check in on them to be like, hey, what's up? Like, or like who are they following? What are they peddling? Who are they hanging out with? Yeah. But I don't follow a lot of people. So they don't really annoy me that much. Okay. Um, I would say, who do I find to be the most? I never cared for the twins. I just really cannot stand them at okay. all. Um, and I just like never really got them. So like I have no interest in them. I didn't care when they showed up on Paradise. Um, who else? I think that's it. Who? I, those are the ones who I really don't like. Also, like Josh Murray trying to like be a thing is just ridiculous. Like Josh, <laughs> give it up. But whatever. He's. He's not. It's not going to happen. So I'm not like worried about it. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna spoil something else for you here, but it's not Bachelor related. It's not or okay. th- this season related. But so a couple of the contestants that they have on this season of Challenge Vendettas came from a show called X on the Beach, which is uh-huh. an MTV international show. But oh. they are bringing X on the Beach to MTV US. They filmed a couple months ago. Oh, cool. Filmed a couple months ago, and there are two people from. The Bachelor franchise that are going to be on X on the Beach, the U.S. version, and that is—is is it Haley and Emily? No, no, <laughs> no. You would have probably lost it if I told you it was them. No, um, it was. Uh, it's Chase and Jasmine. Okay, and Jasmine are on it. Chase and Jasmine. Yeah, remember ja- Jasmine um, from Nick's season and on Paradise. Yeah. Chase was dating someone famous, though. Who was he dating? Oh, Tommy Lahren. He was seeing Tommy Lahren, yeah. I she's obviously not What showing, happened with that? She's obviously not showing up on that show. Um, I Honestly, I, I I don't know. I mean, I I actually did Tommy's show when she was with The Blaze a few times. Um, and it was after the Chase breakup, and she just kind of said it kind of just ran its course. I mean, that's what she told me. It was just like, oh, no, it just – it was fun for a, for a while, and then she goes, it just – you know, it is what it is. Just kind of ran his course, and he was in a, he was in L.A. I was out here. I wasn't moving. So, but now that she is in L.A., I don't know. Maybe it resurfaced. I, the X on the beach. I, I didn't know anything about this show until I heard that Jasmine and Chase were contestants on the season that was filming. That's going to be shown here in the U.S. And I guess it's just one of these things where they're told, "Hey, we're going to go film singles. It's going to be partying all the time." And then, kind of like that one season of the Real World explosion. Um, they bring their ex on. That was and, great. Yeah, and they, that's what this whole show is. It's just singles go out on a beach, and then their exes are brought on one at a time to interject. Well, or, that sounds fanta- fantastic. Yeah, I'll be watching that. <laughs> that'll be right on. That'll be in your DVR for sure, right? Totally. I think that's something yeah, right 100%. up your alley. Um, yeah. who was the other? Who was the other thing that I wanted to? Uh, oh gosh, I want it just just got brought up. Oh, here's something else that was interesting. This is another. Bachelor people expanding out into other franchises. We have Josh Murray on Champs vs. Stars. We've got Chase and uh, Jasmine on X on the Beach, which will be coming up on MTV at some point. Um, So Bachelor Australia has their first Bachelor in Paradise season airing coming up. 
and there are three you know, people. I heard about this. Okay, so you did hear about this. You do know? Do you know who's on it or went from this franchise from the U.S. franchise? I I know of one person. Okay. Well, I know you. I know. I'm pretty. How sure many are there? Three. <laughs> I I only know about Jared. Jared. Yeah. So Grant went on. Our boy Grant, who okay. got engaged to Lace at on Paradise, and then oh yeah, uh, Daniel, the Canadian, who will do any show that's presented to him. Yeah, him too. Oh, yeah, so interesting. So those three, but we don't we don't see Bachelor in Paradise Australia out here. So I don't even know when it's airing. I don't know when it starts. I don't know what happened. Like, did you know anything about this in terms of? No, I don't know anything. Okay, yeah, no, I don't know either. So I'm clueless. As to uh, how do you find how do you find out about that? Like, how do you know about Jared? Well, honestly, I had no idea that was even a thing until um, filming had started. And what happened? Someone just sent me an email and said, "Hey, did you know that Jared's filming a season of Bachelor in Paradise in Australia?" Oh, know what it was? Someone sent me a link to a story. I think it was Daily Mail. You you know, the Daily Mail dot UK. They had. they had a photographer that got the uh, paparazzi photos of Jared and um, Grant and Daniel filming the show. That's how I knew. So it was actually another oh, no. website that just came out with it. And somebody who follows that said, hey, did you know that this? I was no, I had no idea he was doing this. But, yeah, it got out through pictures that some paparazzi had. Okay. Um, cool. What well, is, I didn't just break news. No, no, no. Um, what is your take on Ashley I and Jared? Just out of curiosity, knowing what um, you know about them, they're just friends now, right? Yeah, no, I, I at least I think they are. Like, yeah, I think they are too. But the way things um, have kind of just never ended between they, I don't understand it. To be honest with you, I didn't want to know if you could shed some light on it because I really don't know. Um, so, I, I think they're just friends. I don't know. I, I think like they just like they're just buddies and. I guess she doesn't have feelings for him anymore, so they can hang out. I don't know <laughs> if they can have a if they can figure it out as adults. I support them. It's hard to do, but that's great. <laughs> what is uh, and you know you you do know that obviously Ashley and Ben are on Winter Games, right? You didn't know that. Ashley and who? Ben. Oh, they both are. I didn't know that. No, <laughs> you didn't know that Ben did Winter Games. No. Oh, I got. I've talked to him about it. I had no idea. Oh yeah, no, they're both on it. Um, but honestly, I, I think it's, I don't know. I'm actually, are you sure that's true? Yeah. Oh, yeah there's pictures. Yesterday that, on there, the there pod. Were, there oh. were pictures, I mean, oh, probably because okay. he can't talk about it because it hasn't been, the, the cast hasn't been announced, but it's been spoiled because there were, not, and not only, it wasn't spoiled by me. Like I had this inside information, like on the opening ceremonies when they filmed at this resort in Vermont where Winter Games was filmed, like the opening mm-hmm. ceremonies even the sh- even the Bachelor ABC Twitter account was telling people, "Hey, show up for the opening ceremonies of Bachelor Winter Games." And so, everybody yeah, okay. there was like taking pictures and was all over the internet. So yeah, and Ben was there, and uh, Ashley was there, and like it's not a secret. So, is he claiming he wasn't okay. on it, like, cool. or he just didn't talk no, about it? He didn't say that. He just said yesterday on the podcast that he wasn't under contract anymore. So I'm surprised, but that's great, cool. Oh yeah, good for Ben. Yeah, maybe he stay just... in the public eye, dude. I love him. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, he. He's on it, and uh, Ashley is on it. And there's only – there's five females on Winter Games from the U.S. shows. There's – do you want to know or no? Sure. There's – there's – um. so Ashley uh, – oh, my God, I'm drawing a blank. What the hell? Like, I'm totally drawing a blank. There's only five girls, and I'm forgetting them. Cl- oh, Claire is on it. Um. Our friend Claire, of course she is. Claire, Claire Crawley. Um, who is the third girl? Because the two, there's two girls on it that are that are uh, Ari's girls. So I won't tell you who they are. But there's three girls from past seasons who. Oh my God! I'm totally drawing a blank. Other than Ashley and Claire, what am I? What am I doing? Um, this is gonna bother me. Hold on. Let me pull it up real quick. Uh, let me okay. go to my uh, Winter Games info. Okay, here it is. I wrote a post on this. Um. Oh, you might remember her, maybe not, from Sean's season, Leslie Murphy. Oh, my God, I love her. Yeah. I always wanted her to be The Bachelor. Bachelorette. I mean, The Bachelorette. <laughs> um, yeah, she's oh on Oh, my it. God, that's great news. Yeah, she is on it. And then the men that are on it are 
Um, do you want to know the men? There's seven. Sure. Seven U.S. Ben Higgins, Michael nice. Michael Garofolo, Michael G. He was yeah, on. Yeah, of course. Um, Josiah from last season, from Rachel's season. Okay. Dean, who is nice, so, of course, so thirsty. Um, Luke, uh, our guy that thought he was going to be the Bachelor last year. Uh, Eric Bigger from Rachel's season, the guy who finished third. And then some random from Rachel season that literally lasted two episodes. Like I don't even know why he was cast on Winter Games. So, but yeah, those Very are. Cool. The, I'm looking forward to Winter Games. I prefer it to the Olympics. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, Winter Olympics aren't aren't fun. Um, yeah, it's it's those seven guys and the five and then the five U.S. women and then eleven contestants from the international side, and they just compete and do stuff. And I'm still trying to find out exactly what happened, but. Um, yeah, that's. It looks like it's going to be airing. Um, so before we wrap up here, I want to do a couple things with you. Can you? I want you to promote what's going on on the Ringer for you, the site. Anything you want to promote Ringer wise? Go ahead. Cool. Yeah. So, um, I have my bachelor party podcast, which we're hoping to put out Monday night. Um, we'll see how that goes. And you can subscribe to it wherever you get your podcast. It used to be on Channel 33, but now it has its own feed. Yeah. So it's like kind of like a promotion. So I'm pretty fired up about it, which is great. Yeah. Um, and then I also do every other Wednesday, um, I do the NBA Ringer, Ringer NBA show talking about NBA gossip. Sources say is the name of that one. And uh, that platoons with another show I do called Jam Session, which is celebrity gossip. Gossip is my jam. <laughs> um, and on Monday mornings, I do uh, the Ringer NBA show Heat Check, just kind of a table setter of like what's coming up for the rest of the week and um, how I'm feeling and just sort of like what's what's up in the NBA. So, uh, yeah, so that's, again, mon- Monday mornings at Ringer NBA, Monday nights Bachelor Party, and then Wednesdays either Jam Session or Sources Day. Okay, so you've so got a lot of – you got your hands on a lot of yeah. things and a lot of keeps me busy. Yeah, and yeah. and I've, then and then I'm the managing editor of the site, so kind of overseeing like day to day functions, day to day functions, editorial stuff, and yeah, okay. it's great. My thing is obviously there's so many podcasts out there now, and I listen to quite a few um, of the ringers. Um, when I see a topic that I'm interested in, I'll listen to the podcast, and I know I've listened in the past to Jam Session, and I. So, but there, I listened to so many things and heard so many takes on things that I forget who said what. So, I want to ask you. Okay. Two. Yeah, hit me. Two things uh, that are hot NBA topics. One from last year, and then the one going on now. The one from last year. What was your overall thought of KD joining Golden State? Did you have a problem with it or no? I was bummed out because I just really liked the Thunder, but um, I didn't mind him going to Golden State. I guess. I mean, it just was sort of like less fun that that than you know having more competitive teams but now i'm cool with it i don't know i've also really come around steph curry like i used to be anti but now i'm extremely pro so i'm like i'm cool with it you were anti i didn't even know that i didn't even know anybody could be anti like what would you possibly be anti steph curry about what didn't you like his game or something i just thought he was was, no he just was boring to me oh he absolutely is a horrible interview like him and Clay are, yeah. might be the Splash Brothers, but they're the worst interviews out there. I think mean, he's just he's very bland and very boring in his interviews, and you know I get it. You know, and then you listen to someone like KD who goes on with Bill three times, and you listen to some candor like that, and you're just like, that's fascinating. Like that was such good. Like if you're an NBA geek, and I know it was last year, but you really need to listen to Kevin durant and his yeah, interview with Bill awesome. three times like that you just don't it's, get that from an athlete really cool. yeah i mean that was absolutely yeah. so awesome that he did there, that and it's a real testament to bill well i it's amazing how he can get these guys to do that because i don't think katie's done an interview like that before or after and he did it three times like it's not like he gave bill 20 minutes to reel he off some four questions times. oh is it four okay so i missed one yeah shit um and then okay so the next topic would be this season's bolting which was Kyrie going to not that he had a say in it this was a trade obviously and I read the story that ESPN posted mm-hmm. this morning which was an interesting read um what do you think about the Kyrie to Boston stuff and his I mean the fact that he yeah he went to Boston it wasn't his choice but he had a say he did not it's very well known in NBA circles he did not want to play with LeBron anymore he wanted his own thing do you have yeah. a problem with that 
Um, no, I don't. I support Kyrie Irving. I don't support him thinking the world the world is flat. But he is so much fun to watch, oh, yeah. and he's the best finisher in the NBA. And I don't know. I I like. I'm really pro Kyrie. I think he's weirdly underrated. I don't. I other than Steph, I don't know. I don't know what point guards you pick up ahead of Kyrie. Like I guess maybe Russ, but it's a very different kind of game. And I yeah, I'd, totally different games. But this is a guy that has won an NBA championship and won it by knocking down one of the ballsiest shots ever in a game seven against a team that had won 73 games. I mean, just that's that resume speaks for itself, but the, the, the piece that was released on ESPN today, I don't know if you read it by Jackie McMullen talked about like, this guy's just kind of wired differently. And you might say like, why would he possibly want to leave LeBron? But then you read the article and you're like, okay, I get it now. Like I get why he would do it. I don't know if you read it. Did you read it? Yeah, I did read it. Okay. I thought it was awesome. Yeah. I mean, it, he's just kind of wired differently. Like, yeah, I, I'm going to do my thing. It was almost like KD. It was almost like KD in the fact that, you know what? I don't care what you think I should do. I'm going to do what I, I want like, to do. I dearly love my coworkers and love working at the ringer, but like, I was really glad to have a week out of the office. Like, you just get sick of the same thing all the time at, at work. So they wanted to mix it up. Yeah. And they don't have any issues with that do you have a favorite team or favorite player do you homer for anybody or are you kind of um, my favorite partial? player is clay thompson i thought it was i, I thought it was chandler parsons what happened to and that chandler okay right. and, and chandler but uh i don't but um yeah i love clay and i don't know i just i i really like Kyrie. he's definitely up there for me and yeah it's been a fun season so far I'm, I'm like locked in now nba christmas is really when it starts yeah no it doesn't really until we get all those five nba christmas games it's like okay now we're kind of locked into nba season uh i don't want you to get jealous but i'm five hours four hours away from going to the mavs golden state game tonight so i'll be there oh um, nice that's awesome yeah have a great time yeah no that'll be fun um i went to the one earlier this year where they played and they absolutely destroyed them and it was but, hey, Mavericks won four in a row. We might not be the worst team in the NBA after all. And you got, um, and you got Dennis Smith. We've got Dennis Smith, who is a very good player. However, this little winning streak here, like they were literally, if the season would have ended two weeks ago, they would have the second pick, assuming everything fell into place. They would have the second worst record in the NBA. I mean, literally they are, if the season ended today, I think they'd have the 10th pick. Like that's a huge jump because when you've got Doncic uh, – Dunk Kitch, I don't even know how to pronounce his name. Uh, Marvin Bagley, and um, who's the uh, DeAndre Ayton from Arizona? Yeah. These are these are game changers next year, and Dallas is literally playing themselves out of getting these guys, and it's frustrating because I kind of want to see one of those guys on the Mavericks next year. Like, wouldn't you? But it's like, how do you oh, how do you try to you try? Can't tell you guys to try gotta and lose. Got to keep Dirk happy. What do you think about Dirk? Just out of curiosity, like. He's got to retire. I love Dirk, but it's time for him to go. Yeah. Do you think he comes back next year? No. He can barely move. He's like a, a skeleton. <laughs> and the amazing thing is with Dirk this year, like we, he's, you know, coming up on 40 and old and whatever. Hasn't missed a game this year. Like, and playing 25 minutes a night. Like, it's amazing that 20 seasons in, this guy has not missed a game this year. And they, they were talking before the season, like, got to sit him on second night of back-to-backs, got to do this, got to do that. And he's just playing every night, and he's doing his standard 20, 25 minutes, and it's like clockwork with him of when he gets taken out of the game, when he comes back in, and, you know, it's – I mean, I'm cheering for them to lose tonight. I want them to finish. I want them to get one of those guys. And they're <laughs> – I, I hate the fact that they keep winning. It's killing them. And the fact they beat some good teams. They beat Toronto. Beat, beat your – Totally. They got some good wins. Beat your Thunder the other night? What the hell? I know. I know. Um, well, you got Dennis Smith. That's great. Yeah, no, he's he's been fun to watch, to put it mildly. Um, Thunder, real quick, one last thing on the Thunder. Does this yeah. th- does this threesome stay together next year? I'm going to go with yes. Really? Yes, I'm going with yes. I don't know where else. I don't know where everyone else wants to go. I don't know. The, I, I'm gonna, I'm I'm saying yes. The Paul George to L.A. thing that everybody says was a done deal, or he totally wants to be there. Is no. that not on the table anymore? I just don't. I just don't see it happening. But that's that's just my take. Maybe uh, maybe I'll be completely wrong in July. <laughs> okay. Well, I, I appreciate you coming on. And uh, again, you've got your bachelor party podcast. You've got that. It's going to be it, this yeah, week is released on Tuesday, but it's going to start being released Monday nights, like right yeah. after the show ends. Yeah, Monday nights. Yeah, exactly. It will it be recapping um, that episode or? Yeah. Oh, so you're going to record it? Oh, okay. I got you. I see. What you're... Um. 
then we've got all your stuff that you mentioned, the jam session, and yeah. what was the other the one? The main thing is please please subscribe to Bachelor Party uh, wherever you get your podcast. It'll, it'll make me really happy. Yeah. <laughs> so yes. please subscribe. That's that's what we all say. I say it at the beginning of my podcast and at the end of my podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and review it. Re- exactly. Re- leave good reviews. It certainly helps. Exactly. But, um, uh, Juliet, thank you so much for coming on. I think you will be um, very, very interested in how everything plays out on Ari's season this year. Um, it's going to be a, quite a ride, um, especially at the end there. So um, enjoy it, and I'm sure we'll be in touch. Thank you. Bye. Talk to you soon, Steve. Okay. Bye. Thank you to Juliet for that. I thought I would throw in some sports there at the end because sometimes after doing 59 podcasts of nothing but mostly Bachelor stuff, granted we had a couple housewives in there and we had a couple challenge people, but uh, – It's fun to talk sports a little bit, especially with somebody who I I know knows basketball like Juliet does. So uh, thank you to her for coming on. You can check out her podcast, the Bachelor Party podcast as well. So um, but then uh, to everybody, thank you for tuning in to this week. Please rate, subscribe and review in iTunes. It certainly helps uh, the podcast and allows us to move forward with things in the podcast world. So. Thank you to Juliet again. Thank you to all to you for listening Um, back back on regular schedule now recap coming up this tuesday um reader emails on wednesday next thursday uh we have a former bachelor contestant that will be the podcast guest and you've heard her before on the podcast but uh she's got some things going on so we want to talk to her again and we've got dr reality steve next thursday of course if you want to be part of the Reality C Fan Appreciation Party, the fourth annual one, coming up June 8th in Las Vegas at Mandalay Bay. Just email me. Let me know if you're flying in or if you're driving in. Let me know the names of everybody in your party. You are confirmed once you show me a flight itinerary or a hotel confirmation. So please get that to me if you're interested in attending that next year, June 8th, Friday night at Mandalay Bay in Las Vegas, the fourth annual Reality Steve Party. It's a lot of fun. Just hang out in the room for about three hours. Uh, open beer and wine bar. I've got appetizers for you. We play a trivia game where I do give out prizes to first and second place and just kind of hang out and kind of a thank you to all my readers and listeners now uh, over the last that have supported me. Supported me forever and um, that have supported me even recently uh, with everything that's been kind of going on. So I like to open it up to everybody. Uh, once we get up to about 70 or 80, I have to cap it and stop there. So right now we've got about 20 people that have already, uh, contacted me and are, and are in, uh, so a quarter of the party has already been taken. So, uh, if you do want to attend, just let me know and, uh, I can get you on that list and get you on the confirmed list, uh, for the party. It's, it's just my thank you to everybody who has supported me throughout the year. So again, thank you. Thank you to Juliet. And, um, we will be back next week podcast number six. Until then, talk to you later. See you.